Welcome back to the Objective Anime Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, RTL Faith, a series, a podcast where I objectively rate, discuss, break down, analyze different series on a weekly basis. Sometimes I will analyze a series if it has potential. Sometimes I'll do a tournament bracket or tier maker and analyze that way. And today we're going to be diving into two kind of series they're kind of one in the same they're in the same universe and shotgun boy and sweet home figuring out what rating it truly deserves sometimes i'll have people on sometimes if you want to be on just let me know and you can have the discussion with me but today's episode is going to be very interesting because it's going to be the first episode i did with a webtoon and it definitely it has a live action netflix adaptation for sweet home and i've always wondered why didn't season two come out then i read sweet home and i read shotgun boy and i found out yeah there's never going to be a season two see sweet home basically ends after the apartment so i don't know why they kind of made it seem like there wouldn't be a season two but that shouldn't be the case they would have to make original content if that was the case so we we will see we'll see so since this is kind of like a two-parter with shotgun boy and sweet home i will be kind of talking about both in today's analysis typically i won't be doing this because uh, i like to give each series its respective rating but when it's like something like this where it's kind of in the same universe very much well connected um this is an exception most times you know if i'm doing like norto or borto i'll keep it completely separate okay all right so with that said shotgun boy and sweet home is very interesting it is in manhwa as i said and the story premise is about how human desire basically turned you into a monster now shotgun boy kind of alliterated how the universe became how it became what was the catalyst of everything where sweet home is the story itself and how the world basically got turned into an apocalypse now in this objective rating i'm going to be diving into five categories and each category has subcategories that are going to get an individual rating to kind of come together a full complete coherent rating at the end of the day First things first, let's talk about the plot. Now, the first thing I like to dive this dive into is the uniqueness of the plot of the series. And for Sweet Home and Shotgun Boy, the story is definitely unique. As I said, the world is well, Sweet Home is the apocalyptic version where Shotgun Boy is kind of like a not a it's much more contained in what's going on but what happened in shotgun boy is what caused sweet home if that makes sense at the end of the day the core of the plot for both series is a come it's a coming out journey of sorts for both main characters who are struggling with something internally from what they've been going through in shotgun boy the main character has been ridiculously bullied by an individual to the point where he is constantly thinks about hey i'm about to shoot up the school like he's one of the school shooters everybody kind of makes fun of 
And this is all derived from the obsessive, violent bullying he gets. And he doesn't really speak out because, one, the teachers, he doesn't think they care. He doesn't think the students cared. And his dad, he's worried about his health because he's in the hospital. So he keeps his mouth shut to alleviate any more worry for his dad, um, prevent trying to prevent any further harm to his well-being. You got to respect it, but because of him kind of keeping everything together and not standing up for himself, because of that, he falls into a dark despair to the point where he doesn't even really care about any of the people. I mean, once you hit the mindset, I'm going to shoot the school, I'm going to shoot the teacher, you given up on humanity. And this plot was all the surrounding pieces and how they played into him was about overcoming that inner monster very similar the main character of sweet home is also an individual not well technically he also was uh succumbing from bullying now his story is way more interesting in the sense that initially he was like the popular guy everyone liked him he helped out other people but then he met the wrong individual a scumbag the dirt of humanity but he was very wealthy so he took advantage of people who are weaker just because he wanted to and because of that our main character got succumbed to obsessive bullying again and because of this guy being super rich he was able to manipulate people to a higher extent and because of that our main character also fell in a deep depression where he basically gave up on humanity now he never went as far as saying like i'm gonna shoot up the school but he secluded himself from reality from his friends from everybody even his family he wouldn't even talk to them he would stay in his room and play video games all day i mean not necessarily bad but when you basically seclude yourself from your family where you don't even want to talk to them spend time to them where you're kind of mean and a jerk to them it really says where your mindset is and he didn't really get to overcome this by any means because the day that everything kind of went apocalyptic his family died in a car accident leaving him alone and filled with regret because he wasn't able to spend time with his family he figured that he didn't actually hate his family he didn't actually hate anybody he had regret that inner monster is a, again a plot where he has to overcome it now the surrounding pieces of what is going on for sweet home they're stuck in a hotel and there's all these humans are being turned into monsters based on their inner desire and inner regret and they have to survive against these monsters. Now, the main character of Sweet Home, he also was almost turned into an inner monster, but he started to kind of fight back. He was able to hold it back because he himself didn't know what his desire is. He has given up on humanity. He didn't know what he truly wanted because he was filled with so much regret. Very similar to Shotgun Boy, because he also went through a similar situation where he started coming around too, Lucky for him and the guy from Sweet Home, there are surrounding people that he meets that start to motivate him as an individual, and that is kind of who they become later on in the story. So with that said, the uniqueness of this coming around story, of this inner monster that you're overcoming, of this spite, of this, re not revenge, but this inner rage you have against humanity, overcoming that and seeing that this is not the right way to be, 
is a beautiful story to tell at the end of the day. And it's a good story for both main characters to overcome as individuals, especially considering they're fighting against monsters that are trying to kill them. Now in Shotgun Boy, to let you know how that kind of worked, they were stuck at a camp, and the camp was invaded by these variants. Now, now the variants are a different type of species that was experimented on from this hidden organization in the military, and they've always been there, but they want revenge. And in this situation, they're here to kill the humans. With an added element, there's also another being that's supposed to be the savior of humanity. It's hinted that God sent him to humanity to save them from their desire. So there's this God being, there's these variants, and Shotgun Boy, the main character for that one, has to save or help his fellow classmates, the ones that he dis the ones that he despised, to survive this situation. But very fascinating at the end of the day, seeing both main characters try to overcome what they've been through. Now, with that said, I gave the rating for both about an eight. This story is very much self-contained. It doesn't really go beyond what is there. The hotel slash apartment, I guess, and the campsite. It's a self-contained discovery story for the main, main characters with a technical bigger theme and bigger plot line going on for the rest of the world and the rest of the universe in Shotgun Boy and Sweet Home. Now, I'll talk about more how they tie in together a little bit later, but that is the general plot for both. Now, the flow of the story is like the pacing, the consistency, and for the most part, it's a very linear plot. Focusing on different characters are different aspects, but it always is rooted from the main characters and them trying to overcome what they're overcoming. Now, there are key characters at, throughout the story that are necessary to proceed the plot along, but I thought the story was very much every chapter was enthralling, provided so much context for the story or the main character individually. So I gave it a 9. Now, let's talk about the beginning and ending of plot because I always think that the beginning of your story, how you set it up, how you enthrall the audience, and the ending, how you wrap up the story you're telling, is super essential in the overall narrative. The beginning of Shotgun Boy and the beginning of Sweet Home, I spoke about earlier. They were bullied. They were ridiculed. They secluded themselves from humanity. Sweet Home, the main character, went to an abandoned apartment for that basically rejects go to when they're kind of forgotten in society that's what our main character went to when he was uh, around 18 years old and his family died and he inherited their inheritance he actually the moment he went to the apartment he decided on this day i'm gonna kill myself he was considering suicide where shotgun boy that guy he went to a campsite he was bullied ri uh ridiculously and he was contemplating in his head that i'm gonna shoot up everybody at a certain some point if they keep on pushing me over the edge both were considering very drastic and dark things to do to other people based on their own individual experience. I think it's a very interesting way to enthrall the audience, especially once you realize that the story is bigger than their own individual story. No, there's monsters you got to fight against and you got to overcome yourself to beat them. I give it a seven. I thought it was a good way to begin both plots for the story. Now, the ending of Sweet Home and Shotgun Boy 
are very much intertwined. Matter of fact, the ending of Shotgun Boy not only reveals how the Sweet Home Universe was created, basically, as well as revealed how the main character of Sweet Home's parents died, but it also reveals a cool tie-in from the main character of Shotgun Boy and the main character of Sweet Home because they meet at the end of the plot and they know a similar character that connect both main characters in both stories. It's very interesting. If you read Shotgun Boy and Sweet Home, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. So with that said, the ending of Shotgun Boy, eventually the main character was given a interesting ability now you got to keep in mind the big thing about this is that this universe is very much dependent on the individual and whether or not they're able to overcome their desire now the character from shotgun boy is very unique in the sense that he became who he became in terms of the the overcoming his desire before the apocalypse happened because there's a certain moment at the end of shotgun boy that kind of turns everything on its head involving the biggest antagonist in the story and the the god character that i mentioned earlier so i don't want to reveal too much in regards to that but because he was done this was done before the apocalypse his body is a bit different from everybody else from sweet home whereas the main character in sweet home he was just like everybody else in terms of trying to overcome his desire. Now, he was special because he held off for so long, but he always had to keep his wits about him. But he decided to give into his desire, not for himself, but to protect the people he cared about. And they may be able to argue because he did that, it was able to give him an extra sense of self because the big thing about the the humans in Sweet Home and kind of what Shotgun Boy alluded to is that human society is in danger. Not because of something kind of metaphysical or something kind of exterior or external, but because humans themselves are destroying themselves. And the big thing about Sweet Home is sure, it turns you into a monster if you give into your desire. But once you overcome your desire, it metamorphoses or metamorphoses any human to a new type of being. And that new type of being is without desire, without emotions, without flaw. And that is the big thing about Sweet Home is that some of those characters are able to do that, i.e. the main character of Sweet Home. But he's able to retain his emotions to a certain extent because of the people he meets and because of his desire being one to protect versus being something that's self-individualistic. Another character that's also important at the end of Sweet Home and Shotgun Boy is a character that is connected to both MCs. He meets both of them and they're both tied into this movie called Maria something Maria. It's a very interesting tie-in, and it makes you appreciate both stories once you learn more about who he is, and he also overcoming his own desire as well. So with that said, the ending of Shotgun Boy and Sweet Home are very much intertwined. The ending of Shotgun Boy not only introduces kind of this the story and the world of Sweet Home, but also has a neat tie-in at the end of Sweet Home revolving around both MCs, their groups, and the tie-in character for both series. It's spectacular. I gave it an 8 because of it. 
So with that said, let me do some quick averages and give the plot of Shotgun Boy and Sweet Home an overall rating. So the plot of Shaka Boy Sweet Home gets an overall rating of an 8 after I do my averages. So with that said, let's start talking about the characters themselves. Now, the protagonists of both series are spectacular in the sense that they're very much just like every other person. They're not spectacular. They don't have crazy potential. They're not a badass. They're not charismatic. They're a normal person who suffered, actually, just like any other victim that you could think of a victim of bullying, a victim of circumstance. These two individuals were that. But the difference between these two guys is that fortunately for them, there were some people they meet along the way that was able to help them come out of the dark despair that they've been suffering for so long. They've given up on life, but regain that hope after they meet key people throughout the series. Um, to be fair, both MCs meet a specific girl that really helped them. Hey, man, love and romance is a big contributor to kind of finding your light and hope in society. So that's what both characters did. They both overcame their desire. They both overcame their revenge and hatred and rage towards humanity. And because of that, not only did they gain abilities and, and in the series themselves, but they overcame the big monster that was antagonized them to a certain extent in the series uh so i gave the main the protagonists themselves i gave them a seven i thought they were good protagonists that deserves credit for what they are they don't really stand out based on compared to like other protagonists from other series in terms of name alone their journey and their story and the verse itself is definitely notable them they're just missing in the impact at the end of the day you're, you're not gonna leave and go like oh man this is such an amazing character but you're gonna say his story was excellent so seven is very appropriate now let's talk about the main antagonist now in sweet home there's really not a main antagonist and the main antagonist you could argue is desire itself and overcoming it i don't really like it when there's not a main opponent to kind of overcome um, there eventually was introduced a criminal, so to speak, and he was kind of the main opponent for Sweet Home, and that's why he had to give in to his desire to take down that main villain. It was a cool moment, but the guy itself didn't really have any substance behind. He was a criminal, and he was a scumbag. Now, the main antagonist of Shotgun Boy, however, definitely had more substance. He was the bully that was bullying him for so long. He was a frightening individual. He terrified, he terrorized the entire school. The teachers and the staff never did anything because they thought he was the golden boy. The guy that always got good grades and everything. He had people listening to him just because because of how violent he is. Now, a lot of who he is is also very tied into his own personal trauma. His, <coughs> his personal trauma was very much related to his past and his older brother. In this situation, he was missing the love of his father. And the reason why he was missing that love is because his older brother was great at everything. He always was second to his brother, so the attention was never fully given to him. In the time where he was about to die, uh, 
So he had some resentment towards his older brother. To make things worse, there's a time where he almost died by getting ran over by a car. But before he would have kind of bit the dust, his older brother saved him. So now he has these mixed feelings of, I love my brother, he saved me, but I hate my brother, I resent him. He's all my parents cared about. And there's a time in his life where his brother was on the machine to kind of keep him alive. And he unplugged it. He unplugged it to try to gain the love of his family. But that situation has haunted him. It's corrupted his mindset. He himself has basically turned into a psychopath because of this mixed emotions. And that's why he's more than willing to bully whoever stands against him. At that point, he's complete denial that he did anything wrong. So anything he does moving forward, he always tries to justify it. Making his actions against the main character make you hate him, but understand why he became so evil. And sometimes it's just one of those situations where, sure, you could say, hey, the dad should have treated him better. But at the end of the day, even the slightest situation can really trigger someone to turn into some of the worst of people. And this guy turned into the biggest antagonistic force for the main character of Shotgun Boy. Now, he's not the biggest antagonist. There's an antagonist that's way more important than him. But but in terms of the story, in terms of the protagonist, he is that guy. And he actually also gained the power similar to our boy from Shotgun Boy, the MC. He gained a new power that was before the apocalypse. Gave him super strength, super speed, and all that. But he used it for evil. He used it to be corrupt. Instead of overcoming his desire, he def he went full into it, basically starting the trend of becoming a monster yourself. And when it's time for our boy Shotgun Boy to face off against him, instead of killing him, he decided that I'm going to face you full on. I'm going to come full circle, and he defeated him at the end of the day. He was a great antagonist. Even though he was kind of evil to be evil, he had more substance to the, than the other main antagonists. Um, so if I had to kind of combine them, I would say a five is appropriate. The other, other main antagonist didn't really provide much, but this one had a little bit more layers. He was like a six or seven-ish. So I think five is appropriate here. Moving along, let's talk about the villains in general. Shotgun Boy does a better job in terms of villain characters because the variants, the different species of humans that is introduced actually had a lot of lore and understandable reasons why they want to kill humans because they were experimented on they were a smart species but because of their innate abilities they were seen to be like lab rats so they hated humanity you can understand their motives and why they do what they do it's very comes from a point of view that hey if you were treated like them you probably would hate humanity as well on the flip side, in terms of Sweet Home, the villains are basically all the monsters that are roaming around in this apocalyptic era. There's really no character to them. All of them have innate desire that kind of shape the monsters they become. You got one that it was obsessed with speed, so it became a speed monster. You got one that was obsessed with going to the gym, so it became a big, hulking, big, muscly monster. So all of them became monsters depending on their own individualistic desire, making them very cool monsters. But beyond that, obviously, they didn't really have much character other than the, the villain group that showed up. But the only true villain that never really kind of turned into a good guy, because for the most part, they all were basically helped out the main good side at some point. 
was the main kind of guy, villain guy, main boss guy. So with that said, they weren't really the biggest of villains. Now, you could argue, I won't say they're villains, but you could argue a lot of these characters, side characters, had villainous moments just showing how kind of corrupt humanity can be. So with that said, the villains in general were about a six. The variants didn't have enough story for them to be a, like good villains, but they did have story and relatable story. And the monsters were cool in design and and what they represented, but obviously they didn't have any characters. So six is appropriate in my opinion. Let's talk about the main side characters. Now, I didn't come prepared enough to remember everybody's name, but I remember everybody's importance. And for the most part, the main side characters to really talk about is the main female leads for uh, both series because both of them were interesting they both have their own individual story the one from sweet home she was came to the apartment as well after escaping the fact that her boyfriend killed himself after failing in his music career because he was screwed over by a bandmate she was not able truly to able to kind of get past it she loved him um she actually carries his bass guitar everywhere she goes in memory of him and when she met our main character from sweet home she started getting feelings for him eventually at, at some point based on what they were going through she he was considering suicide so she in her mind didn't want him to go through the same thing he was alone he was a dark place and she could remember a boyfriend in him in a certain way and they definitely started sparking feelings for each other and they really cared about each other they were, they even risked their lives for each other multiple times great dynamic between these two i actually do remember her name her name is jisoo her name is jisoo i do remember her name spectacular character and even the live action adaptation of sweet home she was spectacular in there a little different the romance between the main character and her was not present compared to the manhwa because in the netflix adaptation her romance is more her and the samurai who's also the teacher that's mentioned in shotgun boy another tie-in it's excellent so it's interesting change they decided to do in the live action but hey do what you got to do right so with that said the other main side character that i want to mention is the guy with the glasses the guy with the afro the guy with the schemes the important character that ties both series now, he was very fascinating because he was also weak and frail and nerdy, but he actually had a very realistic approach on society. He never truly gave up. And even though he was young, I mean, these both these characters were teenagers, high-end teenagers, 16 to 18. Even though he was young, he was willing to do what it takes to help people, to care about people. He was a jokester, but he was smart. And willing to do the nitty gritty things, to the, doing the realistic things to save people's lives. He also has a sister who, in the live action adaptation, is way more snotty and way more bitchy compared to the manhwa version, where she's just kind of young, honestly, a young sweetheart. I like her way better in the manhwa version. But he's a fascinating character considering how he approaches everything and his tie-in for both series because both main characters know him throughout the entire story. He's fascinating as well. As for Shotgun Boy, there's also a female lead that I should talk about as well. Her story is very much different from our girl Jisoo from uh, Sweet, uh, Sweet Home. But she's also been through a lot herself. 
she was actually going through a divorce uh, when they were younger. Her and their main character, Shotgun Boy, actually were close friends. She was a martial artist. She's a badass, basically. And she always knew how to get things done. She would always protect our main character from the Shotgun Boy series. But when they got older, they started to separate. And the reason for that is because her parents were getting a divorce and never seemed like they cared about their daughter and they had to move. Now, eventually, they met together, met each other again in middle school, but by then, she was a completely different character. She was smoking. She didn't really talk to him, but she still cared about him. Matter of fact, she tried to stand up to the bully at some point, and because of that, she turned into an outcast. Now, the main character, Shotgun Boy, did not know this, and he thought she turned his back on him. And then uh, come to find out later on in the story, that was not the case. He felt like crap. He felt like scum. She always cared about him. And throughout the story, he was doing whatever to protect her. She was doing whatever to protect him and making him realize the importance in humanity. Now, there are other characters, side characters in general, that were also prevalent in the story for both series. They all had their own individualistic character arcs and character story, which was very much appreciated. Some of them was kind of deviating from, hey, I'm a bad person versus I'm a good person. Both had characters who were deemed like lazy, bad people who had bad moments, but try to see themselves as good and do good for people. And they had a redemption moment for both series and they were able to do it, but then both die. Like all these characters had their own individual character arc and stories that they, their interaction with the MCs really changed who they became overall. So with that said, the main side characters, I would give a nine. I think they, oh, I'll give it an eight. Let me, let me add two, four. I'll give it an eight in terms of what they provided as individuals. I'll give them a seven. I'm sorry I'm backing down a little bit because at the end of the day, a lot of these characters provide so much for the context of the story. But in terms of transcendent characters, the biggest problem with them as individuals is they're very much self-contained in what their story is. A backstory and the current story, besides that, there's really not much going on because a lot of it is changing the protagonist, right? It's good, which deserves a seven, but when you think of some of the better cast of characters in terms of their overall story in anime and manga and manhwa period, they don't provide nearly as much. Let me give you a good example. Like in God of War, for example, or not God of War, God of High School, for example, you can't say these two characters are even on par with someone like Daohi and Mira Yu, right? So just give that a little perspective because they are excellent in terms of what the story tells for them side characters in general are also really good i gave them a six um because of what they provided so with that said i'm going to give an average seven plus set five plus six plus seven plus six and the characters got a 6.2 excellent excellent now the setting itself i've basically dove into a lot of what it is a universe where human or it's basically becomes apocalyptic or it's ran by monsters it's a normal human society add in monsters nothing too complicated but the lore behind it is humanity is under is basically kind of running themselves to the ground and this is kind of the rapture i think that's a good way to put it and overcoming their desire their monsters their emotions is the way to do that 
interesting world. I'll give it a six. It's nothing too crazy in terms of the world and what it provides, but the, it's fun and interesting. So as I said, let's talk about the theme of the story. I've said it multiple times. It's overcoming human desire. They've repeated multiple points in the story for both series for good reason. Human desire is an important element for both. And it makes a lot of sense. Overcoming it and overcoming this, this desire to kind of either make something of yourself or being so enthralled into it you kind of forget your own humanity is important to know matter of fact kind of like the seven deadly sins are all derived into human desire and letting those sins whether it's pride whether it's lust greed envy create you and turn you into a monster overcoming that and being a better individual is capable for everyone that's why the main characters for the both of the characters in the series, although they weren't scumbags, they had some of the worst things you can do as an individual, suicide or shooting up a school. And both of them were able to overcome their demons, treat, really making you realize that everybody's a human being. Everybody is an individual person. They've all, over, they've all gone through terrible circumstances and all capable of overcoming their demons. Powerful message, I give an 8. And the art, I give a 6. I know it's it's not too bad, and the coloring is obviously good enough for what it is. So we'll give a final rating. Anything S-tier, S-tier or go-tier, 10 out of 10 things that are written in the story, I, I can't really say so. I mean, mainly because they're both kind of very much self-contained stories and what they provide. Like if the if the person who made it made a third version kind of going into everything in a little bit more detail because we know that you know god is involved but there's a certain situation that happens in shotgun boy that kind of changes the plans we know that the world's in an apocalypse we know that their shotgun boy exists and the sweet home crew exists both crews are going around taking out monsters at the end of Shotgun Boy. And after we learn about that, both of them have their own individual journeys. It's just, it leaves it open-ended to the individual stories of both MCs, but it never truly tells the complete story of what is going on. So I can't, there's really nothing I can really dive into that's truly goat tier in my personal opinion. So with that said, after I do the math of everything here, 8 plus 6.2 plus 6 plus 8 plus 6 divided by 5, the final rating for Shotgun Boy and Sweet Home is a 6.84, which is better than average. This is an objective rating. I want you people to keep in mind, that's actually a very good rating for what I've given so far. I try to be very honest and critical. I very much like this series. I've, I've loved the live action adaptation. If I put my bias in there, I'd give it a higher rating, but the story is what it is. There's nothing beyond what it is and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's very much enjoyable. Your personal enjoyment can be higher than this, of course, but I'm just speaking on a story narrative point of view in terms of this objective analysis. So with that said, I'm going to consolidate everything that I've talked about in this short excerpt. This part is going to be what is going on in the YouTube video. Uh, this is kind of the... This is going to be like the wrap up, the consolidated version, everything in one concise kind of video, so to speak. 
So if you want to stay, feel free to stay. If you want to leave, feel free to leave. Rated five stars. Here we go. This is going on YouTube, which you can watch with a video and great editing and all that stuff. If you wanted to watch a short condensed version. So with that said, let's dive right into it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the YouTube channel of Objective Anime Analysis. Now, I've done a whole breakdown of about 30 minutes long of Shotgun Boy and Sweet Home. You can listen to on the podcast for Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just look up the podcast, Objective Anime Analysis, if you want to hear the full in-depth analysis of all the criteria i talked about today but this is going to be the video version this is going to be the version that you're going to enjoy with your eyeballs so let's dive right into it shotgun boy and sweet home are made in the same universe a story of two mcs overcoming their inner demons and their inner human desire to protect people that they thought they didn't care about but soon realized they actually did the plot itself is very interesting where a shot Shotgun Boy kind of reveals how the Sweet Home universe started, as well as tie-in things at the end of Sweet Home as well. It also, Shotgun Boy provides a interesting insight on God potentially existing, a different species potentially existing, and both series provide an insight on the individual journeys of the MCs as they overcome the monsters that try to terrorize the people around them. We got one MC from Shotgun Boy who was excessively bullied but didn't want to tell anybody because his father is ill. We got another person who was also excessively bullied and became a secluse and to add he didn't even talk to his family or cared about his family and then they died and then he was considering suicide where Shotgun Boy he's actually considering shooting up the school. I know very crazy both considering very dangerous things then Terrible things happen that's even worse than that. The apocalypse for Sweet Home and a bunch of species of alien monsters killing all the campers. Crazy things happen. The thing about this story that's very fascinating is it's a journey between two MCs. And the characters around them and how they kind of help transform the main character into this dark recluse. Into someone who is a hero saving everybody around him. Trying to overcome the inner demons that they've had. For so and very long. It's an excellent story in terms of the flow and consistency of the journey itself. It's very much contained. So each story, each chapter is a added element of who the MC is and the characters around them as well. And the beginning starts off, hey, this guy is going through it. And the ending ends off with, hey, this guy became a hero and you love him and you love he's kind of not everything's okay but everything's okay for him as an individual in terms of his inner darkness you know what i'm saying so with that said the plot is fantastic for the story itself it's very much contained though it's nothing beyond what is going on shotgun boy everything's happening in a campsite with the monsters that are there sweet home everything's happening at an apartment with the monsters that are there sure there's a huger universe huger lore that's going on but we never get revealed on what that is necessarily but with that said the plot itself is fascinating on the journeys of these two mcs i give it an eight out of ten because of it Next, let's move on to the very characters that I was speaking of. Now, sure, I don't remember the MC's names because they're kind of forgettable, but in terms of what they provide for the story and the perspective and the theme that they're trying to present in terms of overcoming human desire, they were fantastic for their role. 
Because of that, I gave them a good rating in terms of a 7, and even the main side characters that play onto them, the main female leads, mostly considering romance is a big part, not because it's mushy-gushy, but because of how love and caring can really transform an individual in a good way. Especially considering both of the female leads for both series are also overcoming inner demons, inner darkness, with Jisoo from Sweet Home, I remembered her name, overcoming that her boyfriend committed suicide due to him not being able to succeed as a musician, and the girl from Shotgun Boy overcoming her dark past in the sense that her parents got divorced and they didn't care about him, and she became an outcast to protect him but didn't tell him because she didn't want him to go down a route where she could potentially get him hurt even more from the big bully bullying the guy from Shotgun Boy. Both amazing characters and what they provided in their character stories are just as important as the MCs, and the characters around them provided a lot too. All of them have individual stories, individual reasons why they're there for the, re uh, for the most part, and demons that they're over trying to overcome as well. The big connector character that is very interesting for a lot of people, of course, is the character that's also connected to both MCs and both stories and shows up at the end of Shotgun Boy and ties into Sweet Home as well. He's a character that also loves this show or movie called Maria Fly or something like that. He's a smart aleck. He's not impressive. None of the MCs are impressive. He's also weak and frail, but he's very smart very intelligent and willing to get things done if necessary great character and how he is dynamic is versus sweet home and shotgun boy and what he provides for the story is amazing at the end of the day so with that said the characters were fascinating the villains for the most part were very understandable for shotgun boy the variants are a species of people not people but like a different species of living organism but they were experimented on by the military and because of that they hate the humans and want to kill them understandable the bully that's kind of bullying the shotgun boy is a big scumbag but he became that way because he also killed his brother because he was jealous of his brother but he loved his brother because his brother saved his life very complicated scumbag but interesting story at the end of the day where Sweet Home is all about the monsters that are at the apartment, all of them given into their own individual desire and kind of the reason why they became monsters in the first place. Whether it's being a super fast monster because he wanted to be a track athlete, a pumped monster who's big and muscly because he wanted to be a gym bro, or a monster that just wants to hold the hand of his kid so he got long arms. All of them individual monsters, very unique designs, and very emotional desires at the end of the day, if you really think about it. So with that said, the characters provided a lot as a collective and pushing the overall narrative. Um, none of them are really that spectacular that they transcend the series, but be, for what they provided, it was good enough. So I gave it a 6.2. Now I've spoken a lot about Sweet Home and Shotgun Boy and what the universe is. This is the universe made up of monsters in Sweet Home. It's basically an apocalypse where Shotgun Boy is the normal society still, but the events of Shotgun Boy actually lead into Sweet Home. Matter of fact, the ending of Shotgun Boy not only ties into the ending of Sweet Home, but ties into the beginning of how Sweet Home started in the first place. 
with the variants very much tied into a very specific being that is introduced, who is apparently the sec something that was sent there by God himself. An individual that is extremely powerful and can save humanity because humanity is on the verge of collapse. Now, the character that is uh, the kind of the messenger of God, he was very interesting. I don't want to reveal what happens to him because that's a huge spoiler. But his story and what he provides and what he is is why Sweet Home became what it is in that series in the first place. Because he's able to affect humans and make them rethink and turn into monsters by making them kind of either accept their desire or overcome it at a certain extent, if you understand where I'm coming from. For the most part, it's a normal society with monsters and desire and this species of variants that we don't know where they came from. That said, nothing too crazy beyond that in terms of lore, world building, or anything like that. So I give it a six. Now I've spoken about it plenty, though. I've spoken about now I've spoken about it plenty, and that is the overall theme of Sweet Home and Shotgun Boy. It's an interesting theme in what it provides. It's a theme about overcoming desire, overcoming your inner demons, overcoming the innate monster that turns you into a monster so to speak i gave it an eight because it really is focused on the importance of overcoming this desire this obsession this darkness in you and what it provides in terms of the two mcs is a perspective that anyone anyone whether you're shotgun boy and potentially wants to shoot up the school or you're the mc of a sweet home and want to commit suicide anyone can overcome it all it really takes is caring, is the same emotion that is plaguing humanity is the same emotion that can save it. Very much appreciate it. I gave it an 8, and to finalize everything, I give the art a 6, better than average on what it provides. Um, very cool to look at, nothing spectacular by any means. That, with that said, the overall rating for Shotgun Boy and Sweet Home is a rating of, drumroll please, 6.84 out of 10. I think it's a great rating if you really think about all the ratings I give. In terms of my personal bias, I love these two series. I actually very much enjoyed it. I even enjoyed the live action Netflix adaptation. So I'm not, when I do these ratings, don't think of it, oh, he's just coming out of some weird bias. No, I try to be fair for every rating. And for the most part, these ratings are very hard to kind of get a 10, right? There's only at this point two series that have begun, gotten rating over a 7. So that tells you I'm pretty fair and honest. At the end of the day, Sweet Home and Shotgun Boy are very interesting, great, self-contained stories on what they provide. But in terms of an overall narrative, they provide a, they don't provide a lot. And they leave a lot left to be desired. The world is bigger than what is shown. And they don't really show it. If they come off a third installation that may be able to solve things. But I don't think they will. That's fine. You can really enjoy what is there. And really appreciate what is there. It doesn't need a bigger narrative. But if I'm talking about the objective rating. Or the objective writing of what it provides. This I think is an appropriate rating. Hope you guys enjoyed this version of or this video of uh, shotgun boy and sweet home rate it like it uh check out the podcast y'all have a good one take care and peace